Welcome to the 26th episode of the Cocktails and Culture podcast, where we enjoy some cocktails-ish and have fun with the culture. This week, we will address the sadness that is my dry January. Um, (laughs) So we'll definitely unpack that. And then we're going to also unpack a disturbing video I saw online that is on my Instagram page right now to view. I mean, honestly, between these two topics, we can definitely get fucking to it. Um, So let's do it. So dry January. This is a month where you choose foolishly to detox from the holiday season. And now for some people, they do choose to do a damp January and a damp January, which I'm sure a lot of people would actually prefer because it's more reasonable. It's just, you don't just stop drinking altogether, but you more so opt for beer or wine or you don't drink to excess so you just scale it down a bit so if you do have a cocktail you know for the evening you have one you know and that's it or a glass of wine and that's it like you cut it off so it's not completely dry like I'm doing it's a little bit damp it's moist almost (laughs) but me I'm doing um dry January just because I like to go full throttle on everything and I had to go in on this because let's be honest I've been drinking like a motherfucker like this holiday season from the moment October hit till January I've been going non-stop and I've been making one or two cocktails three cocktails a pop and I feel like it's taking its toll on my body and also my spirit these spirits are spiritually spiriting me so I definitely needed to take a full month to just flush everything out of my system so I did have a glass of wine on New Year's Day and as of right now I am booze fucking free and to be honest I feel really good and for those who pay attention to my IG stories that's at cocktails and culture underscore I went to my favorite brewery with my husband and this past Saturday actually and I had no temptation like at all and that was not without sabotage I mean, he went, first of all, it was Saturday morning. He said, hey, I want to go shout out to Belching Beaver. I want to go to Belching Beaver later today, but I know you're not drinking. And I was like, yo, like, I'm not out here salivating for beer. Like, it's fine. You can go. I'm totally fine. I'll have some water. I can still kick it. We're good. And he was like, oh, but you can have a little bit. And I was like, no, I'm not having any. I'm good. So we ended up going. And as I'm sitting, you know, down, you know, at at the table, having some water, delicious water, he goes up there and he ordered two beers at once. And it's not like the place was jam-packed to the point where, you know, he ordered two beers just for, you know, time management. No, he ordered two beers with the intention of me giving in after like three or four days. Like, what the fuck? So he sets, sits both the beers down and I was like, alright and he's drinking one and he looks at me and goes you know you can have a sip of this one and I'm like no you ordered those two beers just to be petty hence why he's my soulmate and he just had the one beer honestly just like dead ass sitting in my fucking face now when it comes to beer I may be Homer Simpson but I am not 
And I repeat, I am not Barney fucking Gumbel. I'm not. Is that Barney's last name, Gumbel? I feel like it's not. I'm really ashamed that I don't know Barney's real last name, but I'm not fucking Barney. I'm Homer. I'm not fucking Barney. I'm not. I'm not out here going fucking nuts at the sheer sight or whiff of a beer. Like, no, I have a little bit of more restraint and discipline. And I, obviously, if I get to the point where I'm just that hungry for liquor, then I'm going to check myself into AA real fucking quick. Um, for those who are new to the podcast, I not only live in San Diego, but I live in North Park. And that area, this area right now is probably with the radius, the entire area has a radius of like four miles and that's it and within four miles it's probably like 25 breweries okay i'm being facetious not 25 but it's damn sure in the double digits that's a lot of fucking breweries for under five fucking miles of square footage literally it's brewery after brewery i mean at my gym when i'm on the stairmaster i'm looking directly out the window and i'm facing a fucking brewery that's how many beer breweries there are and i'm not even going to get into the conversation about bars that offer so many options for craft cocktails aside from me having so many craft cocktails or options to make craft cocktails at home so the struggle is fucking real and that wasn't my only obstacle this weekend i and i know a lot of you who are listening on the same page as me I'm a big drinker when I cook like cooking shout out to and Mr. Ambitious cooking and cocktailing it's a thing when I'm out and I'm got my cutting board I'm chopping vegetables I'm getting it popping I love to make myself a great cocktail before maybe have myself a glass of wine and I cook all weekend long consistently in the kitchen making food because I'm obviously trying to clean up my eating habits as well so you know hey I gotta be in the kitchen and to not even be able to sip something to ease my stress while I'm fucking drinking it was like wow it it was it was sobering no pun intended it was a very sobering experience to cook like that sober it was and I had to actually go to my old faithful and by the time you all listen to this I would have posted it already my go-to alcohol-free cocktail is just Perrier and lemon because you got the bubbles from the Perrier not just regular soda water it's kind of gross but get a good bottle of good bottle of Perrier like see I'm already talking like alcohol there's no such thing as a good bottle get a bottle of Perrier slice up some fresh lemon you know rim the glass of whatever your wine glass or whatever glass you're drinking the Perrier out of drop some lemon slices in there and that's just fucking fire. Like, it's so refreshing and it's so delicious. And the bubbles give you that bubbly feeling. So I've really been going to my favorite. And honestly, you're going to see a lot of Perrier-based drinks <laughs> from me. Because that's my go-to. Perrier and mint. Perrier and lemon. Perrier and lime. Perrier and whatever the fuck. Perrier, frozen pineapple chunks. Perrier, Perrier, Perrier. But... I'm not complaining because to be honest, I have so much more energy and that little bloat in my face is starting to go away. And I am way too critical and petty and I talk way too motherfucking shit to be walking around with a slow swollen mug. Like not me. I ain't got it. So I have to keep this face tight. Now. Heads up. And I've also 
posted this on the Instagram page that throughout this process, if any of you all are out or at home, first of all, for those who are deciding to not do a dry January, God bless you. But if any of you are all out having good cocktails, you decide to make one at home, tag me. Tag me, at me, DM me the actual, send me the drink, tell me what it is. I'll fucking post it on the page. As long as it looks halfway fucking decent. I don't want to flip-flop in the fucking background, no dumb shit. And don't post. And if it's in a plastic cup, we're not doing it. But if it's halfway decent, I have no problem with posting it because there has to be cocktails and cocktails and no culture. Like, I'm no fucking dummy. I understand how it is counterproductive to the brand to have an entire page in a podcast that revolves around cocktails. And here I am with no fucking cocktail content for you all. But I'm not one dimensional. And as we all are, we all are multifaceted in some way. So it's more to me and the podcast than the cocktails. But for argument's sake, if you all are out drinking cocktails and you find something that's bomb or you make something at home, because I've given you all enough fucking content for the last 12 months, you have something. That you can say, oh, she made this. I remember this. It's really good. Let me go ahead and post it. And I'm not telling you. I'm kind of asking you because I kind of need it too. Because my repertoire for mocktails is about, sorry, this fucking wide. This long. This fucking deep. Boom. That much. That's all I got. It's all I got. Perrier and whatever the fuck. And more more so importantly, because I can make mocktails with a bunch of different juices, but that's a lot more sugar than what your body needs, especially my body needs right now. So I like to keep it really simple and light. I mean, that's, it is what it is. Oh, I should have put mint in that too. I think I want to do that. I'm just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. That's all. But, um definitely definitely let me know what you all are, are are drinking throughout this month while I'm not but to reiterate this isn't just cocktails and that's it bitch this is cocktails and culture which brings me to this for those who have not seen this video it's on my Instagram page at cocktails and culture underscore and now in this video it looks like there's a group of people at a bank and the person that is recording this video is a teller just watching this whole thing unravel. One person who seems to be an older Hispanic lady, I'm thinking she sounds Hispanic, not to, you know, be stereotypical, but she sounds like it. And she's saying out loud, you have never seen a black woman's natural hair because there's a white man and a white woman who seem to be freaking the fuck out and enchanted by the sheer sight of this black woman's hair. I mean, they can't even fucking help themselves and they are just touching this black girl's hair. And I saw this, I, I saw the girl, well, I'm sorry. I say black girl because this sister doesn't look a day over 24. And not by the appearance of her because black doesn't what? That's right, doesn't fucking crack. But she's smiling like she doesn't know better and she doesn't really understand what the fuck is going on. And she doesn't have the RTBW face. What is the RTBW face? That's what you're asking, right? That is the resting tired black woman face. You know when you go to the DMV or to the post office and there's like an old black lady who's just there like she's fucking over it, just tired. 
That's what the RTBW is. Hashtag RTBW. Resting tired black woman face. Jesus, we all got it. And the fact that she didn't have that face lets me know that she wasn't a day under 24. Also, while you're at work, go ahead and DM me or hashtag RTBW. Let's make that a thing. I feel like it's very appropriate at all fucking times. But so she's sitting there just letting these people touch her hair and she just looks fucking lost so let's fucking unpack this okay what makes me an authority to even speak about this me i wish i had a cocktail for this i do i have been natural since 2004 meaning that in june of 2004 before i went off to undergrad my stylist parentheses my mother and i came to the collective decision that i would cut off all the chemically processed parts of my hair and just allow my natural hair to grow unaltered and I would pretty much spend the summer being a bald head of hell or whatever now right now this isn't a big deal but 16 years ago this was fucking epic to make the decision to not wear weave to not walk around with braids to not get not get dreads but just to actually have my hair in its natural state and for some of you that may be younger listening there was no natural hair, naturalistas. There was no, none of that shit on, in pop culture or on TV. Like literally the only people that you had on TV or in pop culture with, with natural hair was Indy Ree and Lauren Hill and Erica Badu or that motherfucking Macy Gray. Let's say this, okay? Let's break this down. I'm grabbing some water. My hair was red. Red from... And I got compared to that fucking Macy Gray from beginning to damn near after I died. And let me tell you something. This is no dig to Macy Gray. She's very talented. I admire her. But we don't fucking look alike in any way, shape, or form. She ain't hot. So when you say that, oh, you look like Macy Gray, it's one of two things. Either you're throwing some serious shade or you're that dumb to say, oh, well, the, the hair is kind of similar, so you guys look just alike. That means you think all black people look alike. Either of which are equally insulting. But that was pretty much the spectrum of natural hair. Oh, Jill Scott, sorry. Her too. Literally, it was such a short list of people. So when I made the decision to do it, it was like, ooh, it's frightening. I didn't give no fuck. I have embraced the fact that I'm unapologetically black and I'm going to be everything that that what it means to be a black woman but I'm also not going to be defined by such things as in my hair like yeah I have natural hair but I don't wear fucking patchouli uh I don't have hairy pits depending on time of the year but I'm not walking around with hairy fucking pits and I was gonna say I don't wear Birkenstocks, but I do enjoy my Birkenstocks. But that's I, I don't fit into this bubble. Like India Irene, when she said "I am not my hair," it was a cheesy fucking song, but it's real. Like this does it's just this is how my hair just naturally grows. It is what it is. Like that's the long and the short of it. And so when I made the decision to go natural, it was a real fucking thing. Hundred percent, a real fucking thing. It was a real fucking movement and. When my hair started to grow and grow, people reacted a different way. I get the shit. Walking into a room and having everyone just freak the fuck out. I get it. 
But you know what? I've never been in a situation to where someone really just couldn't help them fucking selves and just touch my hair. Now, I've seen their little fingers wiggling around. And I've seen their that spark get into their eye where they can't fucking, they, oh, they just want to touch it. They just want to get all in and, and ask and all that fucking shit. I've seen it. And I've had people ask, can they touch my hair while they were actually reaching for my hair? And I'm not going to be as short-sighted and to put this on white people because I've had people in all creeds, colors, ethnicities, genders across the fucking board do that same shit. I've had Barbara at the Walmart look at my hair and say, can I, oh, your hair is so pretty. Can I touch it? And I, I've had blank black male celebrity R&B singer reach for my hair and say, can I touch it as well? Both of which were shot down with the same amount of prejudice. I don't know where the fuck your hands been. This is my thing. When it comes to my hair or anything on my person, I implement daycare rules. What are daycare rules? Okay. Daycare rules are when it's nap time, you take a nap. You put all your toys away at the end of the day. You make sure you share those fucking graham crackers when it's time to fucking share them. And you keep your hands to your fucking self. I don't know where the fuck these people get the audacity or the entitlement that whatever's on you automatically belongs to them. Because that's what it is. And it's a responsibility for all of us. And I'm speaking specifically to black women. That it's okay to say back the fuck up. Because first of all, women as a whole, we're already preconditioned to allow a certain amount of unwanted touch. Because if we stand our ground for, I don't want you touching me, we're overreacting and we're, we're difficult and, and we're fucking bitches. Women, period. When a man grabs your arm or he hugs you too long or you get a pat on the back and it's just, I'm not fucking with that shit. How many times have you were you told that you're overreacting? We've all heard that bullshit. And then you pair that with being a black woman because if you speak out and if you say something that's against the norm or, or ruffles any feathers, you're the angry black woman. So that's a pro probably a reason why that young sister ha is allowing them to do all that fuckery. But that should look like a fucking slave auction. The fact that their hands were all in her hair freaked me the fuck out. But I'll tell you this, 90% of that shit is her fault. Once again, I have been, I've had my natural hair since 2004. I had my big red fucking afro in Southern Indiana. I don't know if you can get any more white than Southern Indiana. Okay, in Evansville. I waited tables at a Logan's fucking steakhouse where they throw peanut shells on the fucking floor and the patrons put ranch dressing on everything. Steak, salad, rolls, maybe the fucking Coke. Who knows? And out of all this time, not once have I had someone just walk the fuck up to me and start touching my hair. Not once. I can count. Actually, it's only been one time in my entire fucking life. That's, uh, maybe twice. Maybe a second time that I'm probably not recalling. But definitely no more than 
that was, yeah, no more than two times if someone actually just walked up to me and fucking touched my hair and not said excuse me, not even not even said a word. Majority of the people are gonna say, Oh my god, I love your hair. Can I touch it? And they're reaching, and I always say, What are you doing? Excuse you. And when you say excuse you, what are you doing? They have to fucking remember, oh shit, yeah, I am a grown-ass adult looking to touch another grown-ass adult's hair like they're a fucking puppy. I should be ashamed of yourself, of myself. I shame them. What are you doing? Excuse you. Wait a minute. Excuse you. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, well, I, why do are you, are you just walk up to strangers touching them? Is that what you do? I've, I've had that conversation too. Is that what you do? You just walk up to strangers putting your hands in their hair. You don't know where my hair has been. I don't know where your hands have been. You don't even know this is clean or not. And I damn sure don't know if you're clean or not. So what are we doing? And you just let that silence breathe. With that being said, I will bet a fucking buffalo nickel that those white people in that video walked up to her, said, oh my God, did the whole rigmarole and asked to touch her hair. And she said, okay. Madam C.J. Walker did not invent the pressing comb. And Jim Brown did not shoot a bunch of white people. For those who don't know, Jim Brown was white, by the way. For us to let that atrocity ride. You, you have to be confident in yourself to say no when it's appropriate to say fucking no. And you know when it's appropriate to say fucking no? Whenever you feel like it's appropriate to say fucking no. Don't let society or anyone else dictate to you what you should accept or not accept. Because I because I guarantee you she's allowing that is because at some point somebody told her that shit was okay. Or she was touched before in a way where she felt uncomfortable, but someone told her, let it ride. Or she maybe was fed that propaganda of the angry black woman. And I'm gonna tell you something right now, by that video, she didn't fucking work there. She looked like she was a fucking customer allowing this bullshit to happen the motherfuckers at my job know i am not to be t perfect example hand of god is my hair is blonde today i was at work and i was talking a lot more and one of my co-workers said hey you know you're talking a lot and i said i talk a lot every day and one of my other co-workers was like yeah you do but every time you talk to me you keep asking me what what, what am i looking at yeah because whenever i see your eyes wondering i want to know what the fuck you looking at also, I'm not problematic at work. You just have to know your audience. You have to know how to frame things. What are you looking at? Not what the fuck you looking at, motherfucker. I don't say that at work. I would not be employed. You all have to be empowered to stand your ground. As women, we do. And as black women, we definitely fucking do. Because consistently, motherfuckers are going to try us. So that video just freaked me the fuck out by just seeing these vultures circle around her, just picking at her. You've got, you've all got to see the video, but I'm going to be the one with the unpopular opinion. I put this 90% on her. Yeah, they were fucking weird for like coming up to her like that and making a big deal and asking, but damn, bums asking for fucking money on the street don't mean you got to give it to them. If that's the case, you'd be broke. She let them get all in her hair. And that's not what we do. 
If I had a dollar for every time someone asked to touch my hair or, or every time someone's eyes glimmered, like as if I, oh, I, I got to get in there. I'd be goddamn wealthy. And, my, and this hair situation is serious for me. I'm OG in the game. That's why I feel like I'm an authority on natural hair because I literally, I'm like a motherfucking, um, I'm like a forefather. I've paved the way. I've had to go through the scrutiny and do you know how many times every, do you know how many Facebook pictures I got tagged to me that was a fucking Macy Gray or Anissa from real world from quote unquote friends making fun of me because I was the only one with natural hair. It was a lot. That shit wasn't like the popular thing. But that shit was popping for me. And it did give me a big sense of confidence to wear something that no one else was wearing. At all. So I'm definitely, I'm not going to turn this into a podcast episode about natural hair. Because I've never been that person. I've never been, oh, you know, my big chop. Oh, my natural hair journey. I put coconut. No, 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 no. Like, maybe it's because I was raised in a salon that I know hair is just that. It's hair. It grows in your head, your upper lip, your ears, your legs, your asshole. It's everywhere. So it's just that. But at the same time, no one has the right to touch you or to touch your fucking hair. And for people that are listening to this podcast who are who happen to not be black women, uh, no one has the right to touch you or your hair on top of that because I there's I'm sorry it's, it is, it's not the same it's apples and oranges but I've seen many of white girls with super long hair Hispanic girls and it's always some girl Ooh, black girl can I braid your hair can I touch your hair it's the same thing don't let fucking people touch your hair but specifically black women don't let motherfuckers touch your hair and I know that every single black woman that listens to this would say hell fucking no but for those who are new and maybe younger hell fucking no and for those who are listening who aren't black women, don't you fucking dare touch somebody else's hair. Don't even fucking ask to touch it. That's fucking weird. That's creepy. Now, if you have questions about it, like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, is it just, does it just grow like that? Do you do something different? That's fine. Healthy, constructive, positive questions. Unless she's literally like, if she's giving you the RBTW, resting black tired woman face, ask away. And unless she's a fucking bitch, she's going to be like, yo, yeah, this is, I don't have a problem. Unless you're not, if you make a big deal out of it, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Also, that's actually a good point. Let's stop making big deals about black women's hair. I don't know who all, I'm pretty sure all of you work with black women in the workplace. So <laughs> if you see Sheila come in. And yesterday she had hair down on her butt. And now she has a bob or she has a ponytail or she has braids. Do not say, oh my God, your hair. Don't. We don't. Do you know how many times, myself included, when I get braids in my hair or a different style, I have to park at my job and prep myself to answer the fucking barrage of questions. It's not, it's, it's never, a, oh, hey, your hair looks nice. Oh, that's cool. No, it's always a thing. It's always a fucking thing. So let's stop making it into a thing as well because you're putting us on blast. And a lot of us, we don't dig that. Don't make it a big deal. If you think it looks cool, hey, cool. But don't... Your, your hair is just... It's just fucking hair. You got hair too. Like I said. Girls in your eyebrows. 
grows on your upper lip, grows on your back. It's everywhere. It's no different. Just fucking relax. <sighs> I'm happy I got that off my chest. So yeah, that's that girl's fucking fault. Don't touch black women's hair. Um, I beat a motherfucker ass before they do. And I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, I hope you all are enjoying the new year, the new decade. I don't know if anyone has any New Year's resolutions. I don't really believe in them. I just believe in a reset and an adjustment. My dry January isn't going to be a dry quarter. My dry January is just that. It's just me detoxing for the month. And then obviously I'll slowly get back into it. But also I want to, it has to coincide with my fitness goals because bitch has been eating too much on the holiday season. And I implore everyone, take a, take a few days. Take a few days to just flush it out. Also, it's like, and not to shade anyone, but myself personally, when I look up and I see myself getting that extra 10 pounds, that extra 12 pounds, I see like, hey, I'm getting a muffin top in my jeans. I'm not the one to just say, fuck it, I'm just going to buy new jeans. I'm getting back into those jeans. Because when you don't lose that weight, when you don't lose the 10, 15 pounds from 2018, and then you gain another 10 or 15 pounds 2019, you're rolling into 2020, 20 to 30 pounds heavier. And you got to get on top of that shit. You really and truly do. And once again, I'm not here to shade anyone to act like I'm that bitch and I got abs. No, I'm far from it. But the biggest compliment I do have is that I haven't really changed since high school. Now, by all means, we, we've all changed physically since high school. Like, if you haven't, I'm going to ask you to go see a doctor. Because if you're 18, you're damn near barely post-adolescent. You don't have any hips. You're not a developed woman yet or even men. But when you get older, your body develops. So, of course, you're going to have 5, 10 extra pounds. But I'm not about to be walking around this motherfucker 50 pounds heavier than I was in high school. I'm not even 30 pounds heavier. I'm not fucking doing that shit. I refuse. And I've said this in previous episodes, but living in Southern California, this shit is real. Like, for all of you who live elsewhere, when you walk around and people are, like, popping, they're fucking popping. Like, and so, look. And my husband's several years younger than me. I'm not fucking. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not. You're not about to see me out here taking pictures with my hand in front of my tummy. No shade to anybody else. Like, whatever you do for you, knock that shit out. But if you have any goals that you want to obtain, do that shit now. Why the fuck not? Fuck it, right? That's a lot of fucks in a few fucking seconds. I know my mom's going to be really, really, really happy right now. So, I think that's pretty much it. Um, thank you so much for carrying me into 2019 to 2020. I'm so excited to start this new year. Like I'm really, really fucking pumped and not just the new year, but the new decade as well. Um, so look out for my terrible, uh, <laughs> mocktails I'll be posting, but definitely seriously, I need you all, whatever you guys are posting as far as the cocktails, definitely DM me, definitely go ahead and let me know what you're making, send it to me so I can repost it. I have no problem with putting anybody else's cocktails on blast and not in a negative way. I'm not doing it for shade. I'm doing it for positivity. I'm totally with it. Also, just make sure that, you know, making sure we have RBTW, make sure that's a thing. Hashtag RBTW, resting 
<laughs> black tired woman's face rbtw child and uh, that should make this a good week i i said i've said it before and i'm sorry i know you probably think i'm full of shit you will definitely get more consistent episodes especially since i'm fucking sober living my best life hooray so definitely look out for next week's episode for anyone who you know who doesn't follow and if you think i'm worth sharing share post repost let everybody know how you feel about my podcast and also let me know what you think about my podcast if there's anything else that you want to see more of or you want me to work on or anything just you want to shoot the shit about let me know at cocktails and culture one at gmail is the is the email Ugh. at cocktails and culture underscore uh obviously that's the instagram page i think that majority i don't know if anyone who's even listening to this podcast doesn't follow the instagram page but like i said before post repost let's get these fucking numbers up i'm just joking i, I do this shit for you all. i don't do it for the attention because if i did it for attention i'd be showing some titties or something but instead i'm giving you quality content so um I just have to go back. I have to go back to it. Thank you so much again for listening. Without all the support, I wouldn't be here in a whole new decade doing this whole new thing. Um, So I want all of you to have fun with the cocktails and to enjoy the culture. Peace.